And we are back, Devils on the Rush, Season 2, Episode 10. We've got hockey back, Alex. Uh, We've had two games, split squad, plenty of team news to get to, and news around the NHL. Um, Exciting times ahead. I mean, it just felt amazing to see the team back on ice. Plenty of superb uh, performances. Aggregate score of 10-2, to I believe. Yep. Um, It it seems like they picked up where they left off in the Rangers series. Uh, I won't say the Carolina series because I think uh, that wasn't the Devils we come to love. But uh, high-flying offense, uh, shutdown defense, uh, solid goaltending. Um, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's uh, let's hit on some team news. I mean, it, a lot's happened since we've uh, last been together, Alex. Uh, but before we get into it, how you doing, man? It's been I'm a good. week. I'm, yeah, I'm good. Well, um, I'm good because Devils, that part is good. But, you know, we're Jets fans here and things are not going so great there right now. So. I just deleted the that emotion from yeah, my Yeah, like life. I'm hoping Trevor Simeon can – I it's not there's a low bar for him to clear, so I'm hoping he can be a little better. But you know, Devils hockey is back and they look great in their first preseason game, so that's definitely good. Isn't the last snap he took for the Jets when he tore his ACL? No, he played. Uh, he actually started against the Jets last year when he was with the Chicago Bears. No, but I said the last snap he took as a Jet, right? Oh, was- yeah, that was when. Yeah, he like whatever he destroyed in his leg. Yeah, he played like three snaps and his leg imploded. And yeah. Common theme, I guess. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> knock on wood, it, this doesn't happen again. Um, yeah. So, I mean, listen, I, I, I have zero expectations for Trevor Simeon. Zero expectations. Like That's if why. they were low actually, bar, low bar. I know, but if they were serious about this, you go get like a Jameis Winston or you go well, get Derek a. Carr is hurt now, so he's starting in New Orleans. Like, could have signed Carson Wentz. I think that's what every Jets fan was looking at for. Uh, no. Can't they do not need a cancer in that locker That's room? That's exactly it's, why they probably didn't sign him. Yeah, because it looks like that locker room's imploding right now, based yeah. off what we saw on the sideline. Yeah. All right, let's get to some hockey. Um, a lot's happened. Let's start with media day uh, from training camp. Um, a lot of juicy bits from the interviews. Uh, as I told you, that was my favorite part, and always will be. Um, but what was real fun was a was a was a double show from Tom Fitzgerald and Lindy Ruff. It was almost like a comedy act up there for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I saw that. Um, what was it? Tom was like joking about like the the luxury box being uh, was it like too cold or something like that? Yeah, and he was like, "Look at this guy." The biggest complaint here is that the luxury box is too cold or something like that. I, I saw that. I think Devils Insider tweeted that. Uh, that gave me a good laugh. Um, yeah. But, yeah it, 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 overall, the vibe seemed electric. Yeah. I mean, compared to this time last year, like we all thought the team could be good last year, but there it was more like cautious optimism because of the way the previous season went. Like, you know, it was the goaltending thing. Like, was Vanacek going to be good enough to take this team to another level? So, like, there was hope last season, but now there's expectations on the team. And we talked about this in the last podcast a little bit that – you know, they're like third or fourth in the Vegas betting odds for the Stanley Cup. It depends where you look, I guess, like FanDuel or DraftKings. So the expectations are definitely much more different for them this time, um, which I think you kind of see in, you know, the vibes around training camp. Yeah. Uh, every, just the way people are doing interviews, they seem confident. They seem excited to get back on the ice. Um, you know, it doesn't seem, you know, in previous training camps where – 
you know, they're not, they don't have to take those difficult questions anymore either, right? Like it must be draining having to go up in front of the media and be like, well, y'all sucked last year. How are you going to change this year? And I mean, like, I mean, like we went through that for what, a decade almost, right? With some bright spots here and there, but, um, you know, and that's what the Flyers are going through right now and will continue to go through for a very long time. Um, but Especially yeah, it just that game last night. Yeah, but like I'm just gonna tell this all my other sports teams at this point are dog shit. So I need the devils to be good for my own sanity because it has just been disappointment after disappointment uh each week uh with my other sports team. So please, I'm very excited for this devils team to get back on the ice. Yeah, same here. And you know, they definitely got off to a good start last night. We'll get to that in a little bit, obviously. Um but yeah, I think you know, going back to Lindy Ruff, there was the whole thing with his contract that was kind of the talking point for media yeah. day. Um, Before we get into that, I just want to set the scene. I mean, how awkward. It just I mean, listen, they were great together, but I just like I thought it was a little awkward that your boss is talking about your contract negotiation while you're sitting there next to him. I just thought that was that was a very unique uh, type of scene right there. Yeah, which is kind of funny because, I don't know, I feel like Lindy has, like, a really dry sense of humor. So, like, maybe he, like, found a little humor in that. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it was a little strange. Um, but, yeah, so get back to it. I think, you know, what we were led to believe, in it, and this is one of the oddities of the NHL, you really don't get access to what the coach's contract really looks like or says, uh, unlike the players. We all thought his contract was up. I mean, without a contract announcement, you know, we're, I think we're all scratching our heads like, why is he there? Is he doing charity work? Um, but uh, apparently he had an option for another year in the current contract. That option was exercised by the team or yeah. by Lindy? By the I team? think it was a team, yeah. Yep, team exercised that option. And uh, from all accounts, they're in negotiations for a multi-year extension. Yeah. Thoughts, so- Alex? Yeah, so we'll see where it goes. I mean, obviously, he's the right coach for the team still. Um, I mean, you could just tell that the players like playing for him. Uh, they're coming off their best win or best season in franchise history in terms of wins and points. You know, 52 and was it 112 points last season? So, yeah, no reason to not negotiate a long term deal uh, with him. I guess it'd probably, you know, I, I think they'll obviously pay him more um, on the next deal, but I imagine like term wise, it'd probably look pretty similar, like a three year thing with an option for a fourth. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's the right fit for this team right now. And uh, as long as, you know, until he gives them a reason not to be their coach, you know, you keep him around. 100%. And I think the other thing, you know, to think about is. he did a complete 180 with this team. Um, and I think he's also really good with the young core. He seems for an older guy, he seems to be able to relate with them uh, quite well. Um, and, and what we'll get into next is the Nico interview on Chicklets. but I mean, full endorsements from all the top players and stars in the organization. And it seems like him and Tom have a great relationship. So yeah, let's run this back. Yeah, exactly. And you know, which I think you bring up an interesting moment for like for a 63 year old, guy like it's maybe not the easiest thing to relate with a team that has an average age of like 25 years old you know there's obviously a couple of veterans on the team like Tyler Toffoli he's 32 I believe and 
and there's there's a couple older guys but yeah i mean it was the thing like a few months ago where they found like lindy on like snapchat or something like that right so like you know yeah i forget what it was but it was some yeah. something social media and, and they had some fun with it yeah so you know i think that's shows that he's you, he finds a way to relate to these guys somehow i i can imagine him on snapchat must be a, a fun thing <laughs> i mean he he kind of just seems like the uh, i don't want to say grandpa but maybe like fun uncle yeah, something uh, like that. yeah right fun uncle but you know if you mess up he's gonna scold you type of thing uh because you know i think we've all seen uh lindy get heated when he needs to yep um sure. but it seems like he lets them play their style. Um, he, he lets them be themselves. I mean, they play his style, but they, they, he, he still lets the players have their individuality. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing too, is that like he lets, you know, Jack Jasper and uh, Nico just play their games. I don't think there's any restrictions on how they, they play the game. He just lets them play their style. Um, he kind of, I don't know if free reign is like the, the right. I don't think there's free reign because I he, he's not afraid to sit you. Yeah, like exactly. if, if you know, like if 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 I mean, as great as Jesper is, is if he has a defensive lapse, you know, he's sitting half of the next period. Yeah, so definitely not free reign, but I think he gives them a good amount of leeway to just you know just play the the game that they yeah want. long leash long yeah. leash yeah that's the right way and you and, and you know what and and, and it's very important. Uh, because you're seeing this um, unfold in Washington with Kuznetsov. I yeah. mean, the the comments in that interview from Russia were um, jarring, yeah. to say the least. Uh, he hated playing for La Violette. He seems to have a, a severe distrust for the management in Washington. Yeah, I mean, he's done it out like, for like two for years. A long time. Yeah, so I think I, longer at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, it could even be longer. So, like, I'm not, I don't really blame him for uh, if you're going to hang, if the player wants out that long and you hang on to him for that long, eventually he's going to just start spilling tea. So, yeah, but the weird thing is, is he he gave a full endorsement of Shrewsbury and said that he thinks he can Carberry. make it work. <laughs> Who? Carberry, Spencer Carberry. Carberry, yeah, whatever. Some you know, strawberry, some berry, some berry. Yeah, raspberry, blackberry. Here we go, blueberry. Uh, <laughs> I got another one, but I won't say it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, don't. <laughs> don't really going, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like that's a don't. Yeah, that's not a good situation. That's oil and vinegar right there. So you know, back to it. Love Lindy, um, and let's move on. How's that? Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. The Nico interview on Chicklets. Well, that was, you know, it's always good when we get to get uh, some of these players on the national media stage. Uh, we recently saw it with Jack and Jesper's interview on 32 Thoughts, but those were just, you know, 10, maybe 12 minute sound bites. Uh, Nico's was a good 35, 40 minutes long, I believe. Yeah, it must have been something like that because I was listening to it. I'm like, oh, it's not over yet. It just kept kind of going and kept going. I was like, oh, this is yeah, intensive interview. They're good for they're good with their long form interviews. Um, it seems like they got a lot of things out of Nico that I didn't really know before. Um, a lot of early NH, uh, a lot of early hockey career stuff, a lot of insider Swiss stuff. Um, and not too much devil stuff, if I'm being honest. Yeah, uh, not was, really. Yeah, I was hoping for more. You like, know, there was insight. a little bit about Timo Meyer, like, but they they had recorded that at the draft, so like he hadn't signed the deal yet. So I don't think, right? Yeah, so he hadn't signed the deal yet, so like he didn't really have any info about that. 
Yeah, it, it seems like him and Jesper are best of buddies, though. Um, they came up together. He kept uh, emphasizing that. Um, and it seems like him and Jack have a really great relationship, too. And I think we all see that through the, them hugging each other like the Titanic photo. Um, you know which one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you don't, listeners, you're going to Google it because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's Jack and Rose. It's Jack and Rose <laughs> at the end of the Titanic. Um but yeah, I mean, Nico's just like he's so even keeled. Nothing's nothing phases him. Um, I think there was a, some ribbing there. Pasha, obviously the resident Devils fan, on spitting chiclets with some good questions there. Got a little insight into the Carolina New York series, but yeah. I mean, most of the NHL stuff was very surface level. Yeah, I thought actually the Carolina stuff was interesting too because it kind of just echoed what Jack said on Thirty Two Thoughts that the the team was coming off like such an emotional high um from or like just an emotional series really not an emotional yep. like just an emotional series against the rangers jack was like oh we have to go to carolina like 48 hours and we were just kind of like gassed at that point nico pretty much said the same thing on chicklets um it was just like you know it was a tough emotional series and they had to go into it right away and you know carolina kind of just took advantage of them being kind of gassed so i thought that was you interesting. Know, definitely interesting but the thing is, they're going to have to figure out how to get over that, right? Because, like, there's a good chance you're seeing the Rangers for the next, like, three years in the first round. Yeah, I mean, it could be Rangers, Carolina. It could be Carolina, Rangers. Uh, it could be Carolina, New Jersey, Rangers, you know, top three again uh, this coming season. I think the best case scenario. This is, is the open- new, this is the yeah. new Boston, Toronto, Tampa. Yeah, kind of. Like, you kind of just hope maybe the Devils get first and then they would have to play, like, the Islanders or Pittsburgh in the first round. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean they they could be seeing them or Buffalo. Yeah, uh, depending on you know how the wild card teams uh, play out too. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it unfolds. But um, I think it's just because they were a young team; it was really their first time in that kind of situation that you know they felt that way. But they'll be a little more prepared if they have to deal with it this coming you know April. Well, well I think the other I think the other thing is is like they need to disassociate themselves from the rivalry. In a sense that, like, they need to look at it as this is business. This isn't the New York Rangers. This is just who our opponent is. Yeah. Because I think they really got caught up in the rivalry. And as fans, you love that. You love the passion. You love the taunting of the New York Rangers fans in Madison Square Garden with the no selly on the goals. Stone Cold Killer Jack Hughes, Dougie Hamilton. You love that. But that's emotionally draining on them, too. They need to just be laser-focused going into it, getting business done. And to be honest with you, play the Rangers today with that experience, it's a five-game series. Yeah, yeah I think that's you know, that's a big thing for them that they're going to learn as they get more playoff experience. Um, so if they do get stuck with the Rangers again in the first round next year, you know, hopefully they'll be, they have a little bit of a different approach to it. You know, it won't be their first playoff series in 10 years, or not 10 years, five years, because they did make it in 17, 18. Or, or the first playoff series for any of these dudes. On yeah, <laughs> now they'll all have a little bit of experience. Like the only players that had really kind of experience going into that were Timo from his San Jose days, and then Nico was on the seventeen eighteen team, and Jesper Bratt played in a game in seventeen eighteen, but he didn't. You know, he didn't. And then there's obviously the veterans like Palat, Brendan Smith, Eric Halla, who've been on other teams, but like you know, Devils guys, yeah, there wasn't much experience. And that series is when Kevin Ball became a man. Yeah, he had a good game against philly which we'll get to in a bit but um look like a freaking ice dancer out yeah, there he's uh, good. 
All right, let's uh, let's see what other team news do we have here. Okay, um, anything? Else, any other thoughts from Nico's interview? Uh, yeah, just the one thing I thought was kind of funny because Simon Nemitz mentioned it too. Is like how big the food is in the United States. Yeah, um, yeah, the portions. Yeah, and Nico's like, oh my god, even you just go shopping and like these onions are just gigantic. And <laughs> Nemitz kind of said the same thing at, um, I think prospects challenge or something like that too um that the food here is uh, just so much bigger steroids in our food yeah. gmos <laughs> yeah great fantastic um yeah i love nico i was just like driving the car to work listening to it and i'm like i love this man <laughs> um so it's happy that chicklets got him um all right, let's let's get into the Stamkos comments. Um, quite interesting. Uh, usually a quiet guy, um, and it seems like the Lightning and him haven't even talked about a contract extension. And I'm going to steal something from uh, Thirty Two Thoughts. But what do uh, Sergachev, Hagel, uh, Kucherov, oh, yeah. Point, and uh, Vasilevsky all have in common. They all signed their extensions a year before their contracts expired. Bingo, bingo, chicken dinner, winner, whatever. Uh, <laughs> that That's correct, yes. So um, I can imagine Stevie Stamkos might see that as a slap in the face for not even getting a phone call. Yeah, I, it's... I mean, his last extension with Tampa, that was, you know, when the infamous haul for Larson, it was all in like that span of an hour on that same day in 2016. Uh, it came down to the last minute before free agency, uh, you know, it was uh, slated to start. Um, the difference is now he's thirty. I think he'll be 34 next summer if he isn't already. Um, he's not going into the prime of his career anymore. He's still a great player. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens. They're not going to trade him, obviously, in season before the deadline. That's just not happening because Tampa still has cup aspirations. Um, but we'll see how it plays out. I mean, if he actually makes it to the free agent market next year, that's uh, the free agent class next year is pretty crazy to begin with. But if Stamkos is a part of it, it's just that much crazier. So being something just to have to watch over the, the course of the season. It, it is interesting that they signed all those guys a year out from – free agency and you know Stamkos is here starting the new season about 10 months away from free agency and that you know him and there haven't really been any like significant discussion talks with the uh, Breeze Bois yet Breeze Bois doesn't mess around though yeah I mean he when it's time to go it's time to go in Tampa he's not afraid to make cutthroat decisions there that's he's proven that for sure do you think that image will deter future free agents from signing in Tampa? Um, probably not, because uh, it's obviously the income tax. There's no income tax in Florida, so it's always going to be appealing. And the weather, obviously. It's always going to be appealing to uh, a good chunk of players. Um, but I think if Stamkos leaves Tampa, it'll also be like, okay, well, is this team really like, you know, they might be a good like playoff team, but are they Stanley Cup contenders anymore if they leave if he leaves? So that could change some players' thoughts. And, you know, if you hit free agency, chances are you want to go to like a team that's in a position to win if you're signing a long term contract. So that could deter teams from signing with Tampa if he leaves. Yeah. All right. Next. 
uh, our good old friend and power play guru, Mark Recchi, has signed as an assistant coach with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Thoughts on the hire there, Alex? Um, so, like, as far as – I think Recchi will be good for, like, developing some of their young forwards. Like, I think he had a positive impact for, like, skill development with guys like Jack and Jasper. Um but he's an objectively bad power play coach, and I didn't see if they're hi- they hired him to run their power play there. But if he's running their power play, I would be concerned if I was a Blue Jackets fan. I don't think they're going to have a particularly good power play if it's his system. Um, but if he's there to develop some guys like Kent Johnson and Cole Sillinger, um, those guys are kind of key for them to take a step forward uh, in their rebuild. They're you know some of their top prospects. Fantilli. Yeah, Fantilli, of course. Um, right, so... If he's there to help those guys with like some skill development, I think he'll have a positive impact in that way. But if he's running their power play, I would be concerned. Damon Severson's probably just banging his head against the wall. It's possible. You never know. I mean, Severson may have liked them. You never know. But he's got eight million to block that head from hitting the wall. Uh, six million? Yeah, six, oh, and, six, and, a Sorry, yeah, six, six and, and a half. Sorry, six and a half. Yeah, six yeah and it's half. plenty. That's plenty to live in. He's Ohio. good. Yeah, he's he's got long term security for sure. Yeah. Happy for him. I like Damon. Yeah, I wish him well there. Yeah. Um, All right. And last news, breaking about an hour, hour and a half ago. uh, A job that many people probably never wanted to do. It's almost like following up Peyton Manning, uh, being the next quarterback. The goalie that follows Martin Brodeur. um, That being Corey Schneider. Um, I will always think fondly of Corey Schneider um, as a devil. He had some incredible seasons. I mean, me and you were, you know, before the episode going over some of the stats uh, from, from three seasons where he had a save percentage over 920. That's insane, especially on how bad those devils teams actually were. Um, so, you know, tremendous career for Corey. Uh, very good goaltender. Um, I am hesitant to say great because uh, I think great you have to impact the league, win something. I don't know. Um, but all the best to Corey. Uh, from all accounts, a phenomenal guy. Yeah. The the team, I think it was Mike Stromberg who tweeted it when the retirement. He's at Cold Sports Takes, I think, on Twitter. But if I got that handle wrong, then my bad. But he tweeted, like, the, the, the team did him – did not do right by him because they just put out a bad product in front of him when uh, you know post two thousand twelve Stanley Cup uh, appearance. So he was great, but he never had any support there because Lamorello just didn't build. You know, it was it was Lamorello's time as the GM. There was kind of up there. He wasn't putting good teams together anymore. So it's unfortunate that the timing never worked out for Corey Schneider. Even in Vancouver, it didn't really work out too well for him uh, either. He was playing the backup to Luongo there, so he never really got a shot. And when he got his shot with New Jersey, you know, it just didn't work out because the team stunk. So it's unfortunate that the timing never worked out for him because I think if he was on some winning teams, people, especially in New Jersey, would have been much more appreciated. Um, and by the time, you know, the 17-18 season rolled around when uh, Taylor Hart had – or Taylor Hart <laughs> – Taylor Hall had his Hart campaign and they were in the playoffs, he was in decline already and Keith Kincaid was kind of – had taken over the job from him a little bit there. So it's unfortunate it never really worked out for him uh, in New Jersey. We had, 
if we had prime Corey on this team, see ya. Oh, yeah, I mean, if people were talking about if Devils had prime Corey Schneider, I mean, they'd be like a favorite to you know pick uh, for the Stanley Cup to win the Stanley Cup for sure. Are we still paying him, or is that off the books? Uh, I think this is the last year of it, and then I think it's either this year is the last year or next year is the last year, and then it comes off the books. It's, it's I think it's close. this year. Or, I thought it was this year or last year was last year, so I definitely don't think it's next year. Yeah, it's, I think this year might be the last year, and that comes off the books for next summer. Nice, nice. But I'd have to look uh, that up, so don't hold me to it. Let's well, two former Devils goalies retiring this summer. Uh, who's the other one? Jonathan Bernier. Very good. Yes, that's right. Um, okay, let's. So uh, I don't know. Like many other Devils fans, last night uh, Alejandro and I were unable to view the New Jersey Devils Montreal Canadiens game, um, but Twitter certainly erupted uh, in French, English, and whatever the Brat Pack speaks. Um, but it was uh, it was a it was a it was wild scenes uh, after Jack's goal. Um, but before we get to that, it, it seems in Todd watched the game, so Todd did a great write up uh, in Infernal Access. Simon Edmich making a name for himself. Yeah, he apparently played pretty well. Um, you know, Todd wrote that he was decisive with the puck. Um, his decision making was really good. It didn't look like he was. He wasn't passive at all. Um, I think his puck moving ability was really good. And I think for the game, he finished with like a 79% expect the goals percentage. So he had a really good debut. It's just the problem is he's kind of blocked on the right side there with uh, Colin Miller, John Marino, and Dougie Hamilton. So like he could play out of his mind, I think, in preseason games, but he's still going to start in Utica, which is fun. I don't really think that hurts his development, uh, to be honest. And it also... Uh, Cal Foot looked pretty good in the Philly game, which we'll get into a bit. So he could be the number eight defenseman, just kind of let Nemitz develop in Utica for the time being. But he apparently had a great game in Montreal. I'll say this. If we see Simon Nemitz on the opening day roster, it's because he's kicked down the door and brought three bazookas with him. Uh, that is the only way I think yeah. we'll see him on the, on, on, on the opening day roster. He will have to just look like, Cal McCarr. I, I like. I don't know what else to say. Like he's gonna have to look at that caliber because, to your point, um, I think their mind is made up with him starting in Utica. But listen, I mean, all power to the kid if he can change their minds. It's just gonna take a monumental effort. Yeah, for sure. So um, I think we should also note he did get a lucky goal. Uh, yeah, right was, on the dump in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quite unfortunate for that goaltender Montembeau. Yeah, I think it was Montembeau. Montembeau. Um, and, you know, ha- listen, when, when things are going well, things are going well, you get the good bounces. So um, hopefully we get those in the regular season. Notable uh, absence from both games, Luke Hughes. Um, apparently no setback, just was never scheduled to play in these games, which I'll take them for their word at uh, at the moment because he did practice fully on Monday. Sunday, I think, even, right? Sunday, yeah. yeah. So... Um, before we get to Jack, any other performances from the Montreal game that you wanted to highlight? Um, I think Todd noted that Dawson Marshall looked really good at center, even though he's probably most likely not going to play center uh, during the regular season unless they really need to because of injuries. But apparently Mercer had a really good game, showed a little more play driving ability uh, at center. Um, 
think Toffoli Jack connection was pretty good too. Um, so, you know, once they get Jesper on that line, which I'm thinking that's where Lindy's leaning when the regular season starts, you know, it could be something to watch. I mean, sure, but I mean, whatever Jesper did in the Philadelphia game with Hala and Palat, that shit up. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there in a second. Um, Oh, yeah. So I'm curious to actually get my eyes on Toffoli, uh, remind myself what his game is like. Um, You know, you can only get so much from highlights on YouTube, but um, I think he's going to bring a a good presence with Jack because he's a veteran, big guy, but skilled. Um, so it should be fun. And, and it seems like p- p- he brings plenty of leadership, uh, you know, uh, brought, uh, ha- had the C uh, for Team Canada um, in the Worlds over the summer or last summer, I think. Yeah, I don't know. So I can't help you there. <laughs> I don't um, remember. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. You know, I'm just bringing facts. It's all right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, excited to see that. All right, let's get to Jack, what everyone's waiting for. Yeah. By God, is he ready to go this season? He is – we already knew he was quick, but he – am I wrong? But he looks a little more solid, right? I mean, that assist was – I mean, it's just kind of like toying. I know Montreal, I think, put out a pretty watered-down lineup last time, but he was just kind of like toying with them on that assist that everyone was tweeting the video of. Um, Yeah, I mean, he looks great. Um, I wrote before that game – started before both games started yesterday that i think you know he's he's got 100 points in sight this year if he can stay healthy so um the way he played against montreal would make even the goal he had was a it was a rocket so um yeah i think uh big things uh coming for jack again i mean he had 99 points last season so say that he could touch 100 this year is definitely not unreasonable <laughs> Yeah, Dude, yeah. He's, he's gonna do some sick, Yeah, he's gonna do some sicko stuff this year. Um, I love Shayna. Shout out to Shayna at the Athletic. Uh, she had a great tweet. She's like uh, one of many hundred uh, spectacular plays that Jack yeah, will make this year. Or fun play, or silly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a human highlight reel at this point. And the French commentary was just on point because they just were they were blown even, away yeah, too. even they were yeah you you didn't need to understand french to just realize that they were even just flabbergasted by that assist can we get big d on the translation there <laughs> <laughs> i did understand some of it but yeah we'll, we'll get big d is my mom for those who are wondering she speaks fluent french so yeah maybe we'll get the translation on that at some point <laughs> Next episode, I need, a, I need, a, I want a frame by frame breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, shout out, Big D, love you. Um, <laughs> I'll let her right. know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's not listening. Um, <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else from the Montreal game? Uh, no, without watching it, it's really hard for me to say anything. So yeah. All right. Um, we'll take a quick break. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Cool. Hey everyone, Alex here from Devils on the Rush. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. 
Football's more fun when you're in on the action, especially if you're a Jets fan. So download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And we are back well okay so uh like many of us at home i fired up the laptop last night i uh went to the link and the link didn't work and i uh was freaking out um i was texting alex furiously and he ignored me um (laughs) like like he generally does when i shoot 50,000 texts at him. Yeah. And then see, I calmed down. Sometimes during a game, it can get a little, depending on what's happening. First of all, the game didn't even start yet. So we're off, we were off to a great start last night, but I'm trying to get my link going. I'm trying to get Twitter set up because, you know, I got a live, I'm trying to live tweet during the games. We got the fishermen over here just fucking like 600 million texts. Like, why isn't this link working? And I tweet, like, everyone, he wasn't the only one. People, I tweeted the link out there. People were like, it's not working. I'm like, just sit tight, guys. The game doesn't start for, like, another 10 minutes anyways. And it finally got up. And I got to say, the quality of the stream was fantastic. I remember when they used to do this in previous preseasons. They'd be, like, buffering all the time. Uh, I watched it on my iPad. That way, I was trying to, I need my laptop to to tweet out stuff. So I watched it on my iPad. I thought the quality of the stream was fantastic, except for, like, a couple minutes in the I think it was when Holtz's goal, it like conked out for a little bit, but otherwise it was really good. Yeah. I mean, it, um, it was great. I mean, a little slow on the score updates, but, uh, yeah, I think it was like four, nothing. It was still one, nothing on the scoreboard. Yeah. I think it was just the Jumbotron feed, right? So, yeah. I mean, can you figure out how to get me a time? I need a time. Yeah. It was good that Matt Lachlan was saying like every once in a while, like, oh, there's like, you know, 14, whatever left or like seven, but like, yeah, not seeing the time on it. It's like, oh, first period's over. Okay. I, you know, didn't see that coming. It doesn't allow me to multitask. Cause like you know, with when I when I know the time, I can like, all right, well, you know, I'll catch the last five minutes or something like that. But like, you know, because I was setting up uh, a Wi-Fi extender uh, in in the house yesterday. Oh, nice! That's that, that should help the quality of these um, recordings moving forward. Exactly. Well, that's why I'm in a new location. Um, wow. So, because historically, when I would record from this location, the feed was not so great. Yeah, that's uh, that is true. I remember this. Yes, yes. So now I'm coming crystal clear, baby. <laughs> you can probably get my Wi-Fi across the street. Um, 
Okay, so let's let's start out with this game. Um, obviously, you're playing a depressed Flyers. I mean, did they? I mean, besides Couturier, who else did they have in the I lineup? Farabee was in there. I think Cam Atkinson was in there too. Um, Bobby, oh, so they had some decent. Yeah, no, it company. wasn't. It wasn't actually a terrible, like a super terrible lineup from them. They had some, you know, NHL caliber talent in there. I don't remember everyone off the top of my head. I think Bobby Brink was in there too. He's one of their top prospects. So. Goalie was not very good. Whoever. Yeah, was it was that. Cal Peterson who they got from Los Angeles. Um, that was Cal Peterson in that. That oh. was Cal Peterson who started the game. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I think it was Cal Peterson for the first forty minutes, and then Sandstrom uh, played the last period. Yikes! Yeah, it was uh, not a good to, showing from him. Way, way to introduce yourself to your new team. Um, okay, let, let's. I mean, it was it was four nothing before the first whistle. I mean, it was it was nuts. Um, the team just picked up where they left off. As I said earlier in the episode, it was fun to see free flowing hockey. Uh, good defensively. Um, looked like the power play uh, on both at both games actually scored right which yeah. is great news phenomenal news gets me so happy um started early and just build a rhythm there um i'll be excited to see when when the true one pp is out there yeah um shout out novo pp time um <laughs> if you know you know um <laughs> so yeah i mean it was just all around exciting i mean what were your general thoughts alex um so, yeah, so, like, in a preseason game like this, I'm not really concerned about team performance too much. I just kind of look for individual stuff, and there really wasn't a bad individual performance against the Flyers. I thought... All right, let's, let's go to individual players, then. I'm going to shoot some names at you. You're going to give me your overall thoughts. All right, let's All right? do it. Yeah. Mikey McLeod. I thought he played really well. Um, obviously, that goal is a little bit of a goal scorer's goal, Um you know, there and to make it, what, but five he's shown that he can do that recently. Yeah, he his shooting, uh, like, like his shot stinks, but if he can do like dangles like that every once in a while, put in, you know, he did it against the Rangers in Game Seven. If he can do that from time to time, yeah, that definitely helped. But you're not really looking for that from him too much. You're just looking for the defensive game, and um, you know, he's a, actually a pretty solid playmaker, so he'll be able to contribute in that regard too. But I thought he had a really good game uh, there with. Um, I don't even remember who his line mates were, but I thought he played pretty well. Um, you know, all things considered, for a first preseason game. Yeah, I thought he, uh, I thought he played well. You know who? Uh, okay, I, listen, my thoughts don't matter. Your thoughts matter. You're the journalist, <laughs> Tice Thompson. I thought he played pretty well too. It's just um, obviously he made he had the goal. Uh, it was wide open net to make it three nothing. Um, I just think he's got a uphill climb a little bit because of who's ahead of him on the roster. He is waivers eligible. That's the thing too. So like if they don't want to lose him on waivers, they might try to sneak him in onto the opening night roster. Um, but he played pretty well. Injuries have always just kind of been a thing with him, just kind of prevented him from taking it a next step forward, you know, since he turned pro. Um, but I thought he had a pretty good showing. Um, he was on that line with Shane Bowers and, whoever else was the third wheel on that line. Uh, might have been Hallinan, but I think he got injured, so Holtz rotating in there a little bit. But, yeah, I thought he had a good game. Um, just I think he's got – it'll be tough for him to make the team given what's ahead of him. Yeah, I, I, he's a call-up if there's a fourth-line injury. Yeah, for sure. Um, who else played in this game? Uh, Timo Meyer. He was good. He was actually really good. There was you – know, on the Holtz goal, he – 
uh, caused a turnover. I think it was behind the, the, the goal line and just kind of fed uh, Holtz, who was driving towards the net. And he Holtz made no mistake about it. Um, that's when the stream conked out for a little bit. So I don't know for sure. But from what I remember from the replays, that's what happened. Um, I think they limited his ice time as the game went because they were up you know, for nothing. And why do you want to play your top players so much in a game like in a preseason game like that? But we know what we're going to get from Timo Meyer. Um, you know, he's the big power forward who can do a bunch of different things. He's a good playmaker. He's good on the rush. He'll shoot the puck a ton. So um, good showing from him. Uh, just be interesting to see if, you know, Holtz will be able to stick with them moving forward. Yeah. Um, let's, I mean, I don't even name it. Holtz. Like yeah. what I, it, it, he, listen, my thoughts matter here. He looked like a different player. Yeah. He's definitely quicker for sure. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I didn't think he was like, he wasn't spectacular against the Flyers, but I thought he had a solid, you know, first preseason game. I think you know, someone I was talking to earlier in the day um, said, you know, maybe he was just like a little nervous, um, you know, for that game. Cause there is kind of some pressure on him heading into this preseason to you know make an impact, but it seemed like Lindy was pretty happy with this performance based on the post game conference uh, press conference, which is not very much like Lindy. Yeah, Lindy and Lindy's you know said and he's criticized not criticized maybe that's a little bit too harsh, but he said when Holt hasn't played well and when he needs to he's do held better, back so. pra- he's held back praise. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So he's definitely held back praise on Holt before, but he said he had it. He was happy with the way he played last night, so I think that's definitely a positive. And, you know, I think that'll help for Holtz, you know, for the rest of the preseason. Hopefully he settles in a little bit and he just kind of starts to play his game more often because I think the only shot attempt he had yesterday was um, at least – I don't know, i got to look this up, but I think the only shot attempt he had yesterday was the goal. So you'd like to see him shoot the puck a little more often. I think as he gets more comfortable, that'll come along. Yeah, I mean, but it seemed like he was doing the little things really well yesterday. Yeah, there was a back check, uh, like, uh, later in the game. I think even Ruff mentioned it, where he kind of just, all the way from the offensive zone, kind of just uh, came back into the right defensive position. So Ruff said that was the kind of stuff that they're looking for from him, too. I mean, the other thing is, is, like, he had a great clearance. Like, he flipped the puck high enough over the defense. Like, shit like that matters. And, like, I don't know why I'm calling it out now, but, like, I just... It was good to see him do that because sometimes in the defensive zone, he was just so unsure of himself with the puck and he would turn it over and it'd be an awful turnover. Yeah. So it's definitely good to see the little things like that from him, especially in the first preseason game. You just kind of hope he continues to build on that moving forward. Sure. Dougie Hamilton. Um, You know, he was good. Um, It's a little bit like Timo Meyer. We know we're going to get from Dougie uh, moving forward. So. Okay. Um, do, do, do Brandon Smith. Um, I didn't notice him much, which I think is a good thing sometimes because when Brandon Smith makes mistakes, they're usually pretty noticeable. Um, and there was nothing. Great. That's great. Great way to put it. It's yeah. like a referee. Like, I don't want to notice you. Yeah, exactly. Like when Brandon Smith makes mistakes, they can usually turn up. They, they, they can be pretty ugly, but I thought he had a really solid game and, uh, we know now he's probably going to be more of the extra defenseman with Kevin Ball taking up uh, more of a regular role, but it's great to have someone like Brendan Smith as a, you know, the seventh guy who can come in there and play when they need him to. Howla. Um, he had the goal, a uh, second goal, I believe, right? After um, he whiffed on the first attempt. Let's not forget <laughs> that. Yeah, he did whiff on it, but 
did score in the end. Um, Unreal pass by a player that will yeah, I'm holding t- back on. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to him in a second. But um yeah, Hala had a good game. I just hope that he scores a bunch of goals in preseason to make himself feel good um going into the regular season, given how awful his shooting luck was to start last season. So hopefully he can find the back of the net regularly and he's a good finisher when he's not struck with the worst shooting luck in the history of hockey. So Hoping he, yeah, he, turned it, he turned it on toward the end of the season, and he scored in the playoffs, yeah, too. So. It, it did show up. It just took a while last season. You kind of hope for his sake that's not the case again. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this team needs that's true. goals. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, the guy to the left of him, Palat. Uh, definitely, I don't know if quicker is the right way to describe his game, but I definitely thought it looked more... Compared to how he ended last season. In sync. Yeah. In sync. He looked like he was more... He definitely looked healthy, that's for sure. Like, compared to how he returned after from the injury last year, I thought there was... It looked a little bit more like Tampa Bay Palat, so... um, Dude was climbing mountains in in the Czech Republic, in Chechia. Dude, was, was he? Was he like? I don't know, but no, I just literally, feel like, obviously, but like, was he like? I because I saw he said he worked on it, something. Which, uh, he was bike. Off. He bikes too, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that's interesting. Um, yeah, so he definitely looked like he was healthy. Um, and like you said, we don't really need him to be a top scorer anymore with Toffoli and um, Timo Meyer in the fray. But if he gives you like the forty-five to fifty points that he did with Tampa, that's just a bonus or a luxury, however you want to phrase it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, we'll probably get into it next episode, but what they're going to do with that third-line wing. Because, yeah. It because depends on Holtz a little bit. Re- so, really? Yeah. I mean, like if Holtz keeps up the chemistry with Nico and Timo, like you let him run, like give the kids some confidence and play Dawson down there or I don't even Jesper. I yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Toffoli, I mean, that would be a hell of a third line. Toffoli, Pilat, and Hala. Yeah, but Toffoli is definitely playing with Jax to start the season for sure. You think so? Yeah, I think it probably be a good bet. All right, um, let's get into the dancing queen himself, Kevin Ball, and I mean that with the most admiration. I'm a massive ABBA fan, so um, <laughs> I had to learn something new today. You didn't know that? I love ABBA. I did not know you were a big ABBA fan. I've oh, known bro, you for I a very my- long time, and I did not know you've, uh, you're an ABBA fan. Yes, that's something new. Good I've band. gone to Mom. I've gone to Mamma Mia three times, and I have them on vinyl. Uh, wow, I did not know that. Gimme, gimme, gimme! Their their comeback album, like a year ago or whatever, was supposed to be pretty decent. So, did you enjoy that? Did no, you, no. Oh, okay. But um, the, the the classics are just unreal. The classics like, are yeah, it's, it's top top tier pop music. I'm. I've. I told Mrs. Fisherman that I want to travel to Stockholm solely to go to the ABBA museum. Is there an ABBA museum in Stockholm? Oh, you bet your fucking pants there are. <laughs> I didn't know this. Um, yeah, you right. must be a hell of a fan to know there's an ABBA museum in Stockholm. All right. Uh, well, that's only because I watched. Uh, there's that show with a British comedian on Amazon Prime. I think it's called Traveling Man, uh-huh. and he goes to different cities with another comedian, and they do like off the beaten track stuff. Huh. Um, that's cool. Yes, great, great plug. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is not an endorsement. I do love that show, though. Um, all right. Bam. So Kevin Ball. Yeah, he was great yesterday. Um, I like the fit with him 
with Dougie Hamilton moving forward in the regular season. I just kind of like feel like his game complements Dougie really well. And it's interesting that and Jonas he Peter, is massive. Yeah, he's a big boy who skates really well. That's what I like about his game. Uh, you know, the mobility. He's never going to be like a big point producer from the back end, but who really cares? That's not his game to begin with. But he's mobile and he can move the puck, and his defensive game is solid. And what I like about pairing him with Dougie is that like they'll get difficult minutes, but they won't get the most difficult minutes because that's going to go to Marino. And I thought it was interesting that Ball was paired up with uh, Dougie yesterday, and they had Jonas Siegenthaler and John Marino in the Montreal game. So maybe it's a little bit of a you know an eye into what uh, Lindy is thinking for his defense pairs to start the season. Uh, it's possible. Oh, shut down, shut down pair. Yes. Yeah, and then you have Luke with Colin Miller. Um, this could be that's something I've been writing about over the summer. Is that I feel like they should start the the season like that. But I thought Ball made a good case to stay with Dougie yesterday. I think they've played together before a little bit, and they've had good chemistry. And I think now that Ball's taking another step in his development, um, and you know, with the, the style of pl- hockey he plays, just a kind of sound defensive defenseman. I think he's a good fit for Hamilton. And then, yeah, if Siegenthaler and Marino so show that, and apparently they did very well yesterday together. If they showed that they can be like a legit shutdown pair, I think you got some pretty good defense pairs here to work with to start the season. Also, public service announcement to anyone on the ice with Kevin Ball. If you're on the train tracks, you will get run over. I mean, it was a preseason game, and he didn't even like really give it his all on that hit, but he plowed through that flyer. Yeah, I don't remember like who it was on the flyers, but yeah, I know what you're it's, talking about. It doesn't matter. There's yeah. no one of significance on the flyers. <laughs> Fair point. Fair zero, enough. Zero players of significance. <laughs> Maybe half significance to Carter Hart, but he might be in – never mind. But Yeah, we, we won't go there. <laughs> no speculation. Uh, but – Jesus, he is a man. And then he did the thing that Jesper does with the skates against the wall. Did you see that? I didn't see that. No, I missed that. Oh, dude, he was coming down the uh, down the wing uh, down the wing. And listen, I, I'm sorry, I don't know skating style. So, oh, you I mean like when he on the edge with his edge work? Yeah, you know yeah. when he, he, you know, you yeah, know, yeah, like, I know what you're talking about, like a penguin almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know yeah. what you're talking about. Dude did that? I was like, who is this? I this is six, yeah. Six foot six foot six Jesper Bratt. Yeah, that's impressive for a guy his size. I, I didn't see that, so I'm gonna take your word for it. But yeah, it's pretty impressive for a guy his oh, size. Oh, you gotta go look at the tape, man. Got you gotta find that. And if you yeah. do, you gotta tweet it out on the account. <laughs> I'll try if I can find it. Yeah. Um all right. Uh enough about Kevin Ball. I love that man. He is he's and he's so quiet, but he is a dog. Rawr. Uh, all right. Um, Nico. Oh my goodness. Nico. Yeah. I mean, Nico He's yeah. like Timo and Dougie. Um, yeah. you know what you're going to him. So Nico, he looked great yeah. too last night too. I think he led the team in expected goals percentage. He had a great first preseason game. Yeah. I mean that, that line was really clicking. So, uh, and the one thing I wanted to add is, is Timo seemed like he was more willing to pass in this game than last year. Yeah. There was some I, more playmaking from him for sure. I, I felt like last year he was very trigger happy and maybe that was just because he wasn't familiar with the system and whatnot, but um, it, it seemed like he was a little bit more in sync with his line mates. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Uh, I think we got to end the show with, with just the Brad. one and all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bratman. Holy shnikes. Whatever Jack did in Montreal is, is going to get lost because I didn't see it. 
and he had some highlight reel stuff. But how Jesper started that game was insane. Yeah. He had a rocket up his ass. I mean, the 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 two assists that he had were gorgeous. And if this is any like, I mean, this was part of the Tex Fury to you that it I go to. Yeah. yeah, there was a little break and pause because it got the link to work, and then it was like right off the bat, Jasper Holt, and I just I lost it. Yeah, uh, I mean that pass to Palat on the first goal was pretty pretty sweet and then he followed it up with that dime to Halla on the second goal and he was just like it was he's in mid-season form and like when he's at his peak i mean obviously not and no going. reaction the dude's a mercenary yeah yeah i mean it, it's just like he, he I, I don't know if killer instincts is the right like jack has killer instinct but jesper kind of like showed like i'm not messing around yesterday even though it was a preseason game uh, he had three assists um, total, and the two that were primary assists were incredible. So he's got his money now, and, but I'm not expecting anything to slow down from him. I think you're going to see another great 90 season. points. 90. That'd be crazy. If he has 90 points, um, this takes the team to another level. But I definitely think you're going to get 70 from him at a minimum again. And uh, Yeah, I mean, it was a great start to his preseason. He, he looked like... Just like the thought of having him on a line with Jack and Toffoli could just like, oh. well, we just need someone to finish his chances. Cause I thought that was, I mean, I think he was unfairly maligned in the playoffs. I thought he drove a lot of good play and created a lot of opportunities for players and they just weren't putting the puck in the net. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely part of it in the playoffs. Um, and when someone did finish it, you know, it was Dougie in game three. So like, um, yeah, he just needed a little more of that. I mean, Timo Meyer was on the line with them in the playoffs, and he was creating a ton of the chances. And he just they got like, went up against Justerkin. Like that's gonna happen. So yeah. Um. But yeah, he he looked great last night, and I'm I'm excited for another full season of Jesper. Ah, Jesper. Um. All right. Any uh, parting thoughts before we sign off? Um, I liked what I saw from Daniil Misule again. He's not going to start in New Jersey, but um, he looked good. So did Santeri Hataka, who was a throw-in in the Timo Meyer trade. Uh, he looked good again too. So like, if the Devils have good depth, organ- organizational depth uh, defensively, like if someone gets hurt, I feel would feel comfortable calling up Cal Foot and Santeri Hataka to take up minutes. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, that's basically. I think that covers like pretty much every player. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right, we'll be back next week. Um, we will have a guest. Um, are we doing the big season preview next week? Um, so what, are you thinking like this coming weekend, or are you thinking like the weekend of like October 8th or whatever that is? Well, That's, I mean, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, October, we'll get back to it. Yeah, the regular Wait, season starts month, week. So, yeah, 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 it might be. Well, yeah, I'm going to home opener did you get your outdoor tickets i didn't not yet trying yeah i got i got the outdoor tickets nice um so i'm excited for that but i'll be at the home opener um yeah next week probably just continue with training camp stuff and and then the following preseason yeah and then so we're two weeks out from the big uh the big uh season preview we might have a guest next week we'll see yeah see if i can make it work all right Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, let's go Devils. Let's go Devils.